Hello, everyone. This is the I'm Just a Kid podcast. Um, I think we're at episode 131. Um, this week, I have a hilarious comedian. He's been on Just for Laughs. He plays The Stand. It's a prestigious club in New York City, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. And um, he's just a fucking hilarious guy. Drew Dunn. Hey, thanks for having me, man. What's up, brother? Drew, where did we... Um, how, we go back a while, right? Yeah, I want to say we... We met in Boston once, didn't we? Before you moved anywhere, I think you were on the road out there doing something. I think a, was I, it maybe comics? The the oh yeah the tournament. Yeah, the, in uh, Foxwoods. Last maybe. comic standing at Foxwoods. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you win that? I came in third. Yeah, you uh, look. Like, I don't look or but you feel like someone that would win that because you're a New England guy. Yeah. You're uh, you're hilarious, and uh, I don't know. You just I feel like you fit whatever. Because I always heard that thing was a little. Tinkered with it a little bit. Yeah, they. I mean, it's definitely uh, they have their favorites going in. I think, right. but you can kind of break through that. So I did. Yeah. The, I did it my first year at Foxwoods, um, and I made it to like the semifinals, I think. Yeah. And then they moved to Mohegan Sun, and I did it the first year over there. Made it to the finals. Yeah. Um, I chose to go up last out of three comics in the finals. That's that's pretty smart. Which I was like, I if, as long as I can follow all these guys, it'll be undeniable. Yes. I'll win. Uh, f- sold out crowd. Uh, the two comics I'm working with, uh, I, they're both working comics. They're both like guys been doing it like 20, 30 years. Right. Fucking, you know, great comics. Yeah, once you, the, the, the festival is like, the competition's like, there's so many comics that do it. But once you get to the last couple of rounds, yeah. everyone's a solid act. Yeah. So that's, it weeds that's, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's like any festival too. Like yes, once, that's For me, I'm point. like, anytime I get to a final, I'm like, great. It's it's up to anybody. That now. Caroline's I one I did uh, last year and then it got cut short from COVID. So I guess two years ago now. But yeah. The first round, you're just like, whoo, yeah, terrible show, dude. <laughs> and and people are eating it and eating it and yeah. eating it. And then you look at the, I guess, then you look at the final round, right. and it's like a legit, like, they're all like seller comics now. And you're just like, fuck. Yeah, like, right, exactly. <laughs> that's a hot show. Yeah, no But kidding. the first round is just like, whoo. But at least you have judges who seem to know what they're doing to get to that point, you know, that no shitters kind of snuck their way through. Yeah, yeah. You know what's rounds. funny? Because comics, I got to like the second or third furthest. And I remember at the time, like, well, good bullshit. And then I look back and was like, ah, there's no way I was that good. This is like, we're talking about like my first two years in the comedy. Yeah, like, there's yeah. no way I was good enough. Well, and you're know? going against people like they're pros in that competition specifically. Yeah. Some are amateurs only. So, but, but so in that one, I go up last. Yeah. Uh, the crowd's drunk and rowdy. And oh. There's two old guys on the r- right side of the stage at a high top that are just wearing Krispy Kreme hats. Oh wow, very appropriate for yeah. now. Yeah. And they're like in their fifties, sixties, fucking absolutely shit faced. <laughs> like I'm doing my opener and they are just yelling to each other. To oh, the point where I have to no. like stop and address it. They are just incoherent. They right. can't get uh like uh get escorted out and they just start flipping everybody the bird as yeah. they're walking by, flipping people's menus and yeah, being, yeah. being jerks. Yeah. And then I was like, Great. Now yeah. I have 25 more minutes to do, and the momentum is shot. It was like, 30, 30, 30? Yeah, 30, 30. So oh. it's already a long show at this point. Oh, like, yeah, going last. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know it was 30, 30, 30. In retrospect, I would have gone second. Yeah, because you're basically headlining, but you're headlining after two yeah, killers. Not, yeah, like two yeah. not like two headliners, like yeah. not, not a, a feature and but an opener. My opening thought was, sucks. I'm the youngest guy on the show. If I can show that I can follow these guys, then that's a guaranteed win. And I think my set would have done well mm. if I could have had the momentum of the show not yeah. totally stopping, you know, right at the start of my set, essentially. Well, one thing I kind of learned about festivals is, like, you got to just take it round by round. Like, yeah. I used to, I used, I remember once I did a, a thing where, like, I planned my whole, like, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to save some for that, and then yeah. I'll have this for the final. I didn't even get past the first round. Just the, <laughs> the first round, I'm, like, just doing horse shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and then I remember thinking, like, dude, just fucking... Just get, just get, around, just get this first one. Then you figure out the second one. Yeah, apparently you know? the only competition you do that for is like AGT, like America's Got Talent. When you submit for it, right? Well, it's they, only like a minute. You only look like a minute. They, but yeah. they want. They're like, what are your five sets? Like, what would they look like? What's the first? Oh, one, really? One, third one, fourth one. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like some competitions, as you know, like you can repeat material. Yeah. Because different judges, different venue, kind of yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but that's that that's going around now. Yeah. AGT. My someone just asked me if they wanted me to. Um, Submit submit me for them. Yeah. So that's that's it's that's, worth doing, I think. Of course. You know? Yeah. I did it one. I did the audition ones. It was very it sucks because um I got I did get like a fast pass thing. Okay. But even then you're still you're only cut from like a million people. You're narrowed down to like five hundred thousand people. Yeah, right, exactly. You know? yeah. I've been in that position too where I've yeah. auditioned live and then been cut and then it's like uh 
Uh, then I've had producers reach out to me to submit me, and then you get through the first few parts, and then it's, right. it all falls apart because right. they they really want a story anyway. It doesn't matter. You could be the funniest comic on the face of the earth. Yeah. If you, you know, if you got everything together in your life, they shit. don't really yeah. give a shit. You know? I think if I go this time, I'm gonna come up with a like a two minutes where I like. I, I like escaped from a volcano or something. Yeah, you know? something, some sort of ailment that you came up. Maybe you never had a voice your whole childhood, and then you finally. Oh, learned. just out of, out of nowhere, yeah. I just started talking. You were a mute for until fifty. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, and then you started talking, and yeah. then you realized you were really funny, and yeah. That's it. Everything's you been done. Had to express yourself with your body, and yeah, now you can I know. Si- I got to learn sign language, then, <laughs> or they're gonna call me on my bullshit. No, you no, you had a whiteboard. You had a whiteboard. You would just write yeah. everything on. Yeah, or maybe you know? I could be like, uh, I grew up in the 30s but then i got frozen in ice or something yeah you know? yeah some sort of story like that we yeah. should you know what instead of preparing a set we should just prepare maybe you stuff. and i wouldn't that be great these twins yeah and we, we should we should no no no. we should you know what we should do we should film us like a little I, this is almost, i'm half joking but we should film a doc <laughs> where you make up bullshit go up in the agt and do the do the set with the bullshit yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah i had a Seven dicks, you know, and yeah, then yeah. you go like, oh, yeah, I have, uh, I grew up with uh, whatever uh, seven uh, octopus in my, <laughs> yeah, whatever, seven vaginas. I had uh, seven vaginas and see how far we can go. Yeah, and then right. when we get to the final round or something and it turns out yeah. we're all lying, well, really, you we need like seven release the footage. Minutes. You need seven minutes to get to the finals. We could write seven eight minutes. Eight minutes, eight arms, yeah. Eight, yeah. Eight, minutes. eight arms, eight minutes. Seven dicks, seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. I and mean, that's kind of the future now, dude. It's There's, like. There's got to be people right now thinking that, what's my story? Yeah, what's my story? They don't even care about their... Well, they specifically asked me what my story was. And I was like, dude, I don't know. Yeah. I come from a big family, but like... Even the jugglers, I'm sure they have that thing because like, I'm yeah. the best juggler. And then, but they go on there like, he's uh, a yeah. juggler, you know, without uh He was born with no elbows and... Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. His his mom beat him up. Um, let me say that. My mom used to beat me as a kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. That? <laughs> That's probably been done before. Definitely been done. Yeah, Osama was, was on the there, and I think he had a couple of jokes like that. He used to get beat by his mom. Oh, yeah. Beat by yeah. my dad. That's the new one. Well, his story was... I was, I was one of R. Kelly's kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to... <laughs> I made it out, yeah. Um, yeah, I think with Osama, they kind of watched... When I watched his stuff, they kind of used that uh, I immigrated to America or my family immigrated to America kind yeah. of story. Well, didn't they come him. to his house and film him and his mom or something? They filmed him doing a sketch where he pretended to be his mom. He did kind of one of those like... Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was good. I thought it was funny. It was. Um, I, I remember watching it, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of the angle they took with him. So yeah, no I matter what it is, they want some sort of angle. With I'm, I'm going to... You know what? I have more motivation. When, I, when my guy first told me about it today... Yeah. Ah, fuck it. Right, I'll just send my usual shit. Now I'm gonna like try to do a set where it's like for that. Yeah, you know? yeah, some little virtue signal. Yeah, set. I, 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 I've no. I was telling you, uh, my girlfriend's yelling at me every single day about how I'm not doing anything with my my career. So I need something, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if I sell out at this point. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe she tried to kill you or something, and that's your story. You oh, know? my girlfriend tried to kill yeah, me. Nah, yeah, that means right. I got laid. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. straight. That's 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 gonna <laughs> that's hurt. True. That's gonna hurt. It's gonna be like, oh wait, he's a. Fuck him. Anyways, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, Drew. So, um, I want to say I'm gonna I'm gonna fluff your nuts a bit here. I, I, you know, I like I think you're hilarious. Thanks, man. But I, you, you're you're kind of like a breed. You don't seem you're a combination of really funny material, kind of a, like, a, like a newer style of comedy. But you also have like the impressions. Yeah. You don't see that a lot. Usually, when people do impressions now, comics in the back are like, well, you. Yeah, hack right. sandwich, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do it, and uh, I don't think people are calling you hack because you have good material, and but you do the voices too. It's um, I'm sure some people are, uh, and to those people, I don't really care. No, they're for just me, jealous. Well, for me, it's like I don't. I know I'm presenting like voices and characters in a way that's not hacky. I'm doing it in a way that I'm happy with, and I have a yeah. pretty, I have a pretty good hack radar when it comes yeah. to like writing jokes and hearing jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, no, every premise I've seen you do is original. It, nice it, it's all, you have a couple where I'm like, ooh, that's a fucking good angle. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, you have a I, new one. I, but the last time I saw you, you were working on some bit that was a little edgy. I forgot yeah, what it was. Oh, but. Uh, I don't think I've done it since because <laughs> it wasn't working. Oh, it was about how uh, it was it Bitcoin uh, maybe? No, it was it was uh, a sexual genocide. It's the joke about like I I see I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying like we should just get rid of all the white people. We should have no more white. All right, people, just don't, and you said don't. F- and I was like, you can do that. You could definitely get rid of all the white people. Yeah. if you wanted to, uh, and with no violence, you just have to have sex, sex with, with all, all the. <laughs> Wait, you sex don't have sex with white people. No, you have to you have to have sex with all of us because then all the babies will come out 
mixed race. Mixed race. So just more white. sex. More sex. With different races. One generation away, boom, no more white folks. It'll all be mixed race folks running around. And, yeah. And all the white people will be happy enough to not worry about it or fight back. Right. <laughs> Wait, I, fuck. So I remember that. I remember I love the premise. There's something there. Yeah, there's I think. something there. I don't know. I, I need to find the right surrounding there's, jokes, there's I think, to make people yeah. on board with it. Because that's the hardest thing is jumping into a topic like that that's a little heavy. Yeah. Uh, and also just kind of out there and not really it's not really what i talk about normally like i have some race stuff so i get it i did a joke about segregation that i recorded on my last album yeah um basically the premise of that is like we just couldn't do it anymore because we're so diverse is essentially the yeah idea. yeah like it would be there'd impossible be, there'd be way too many categories i think is yeah the first punchline right 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 yeah. right right that's great yeah there's something there but you know when you talk about sex and race and I think a lot of people too are like on dates, you know. Yeah, you people start applying things to me too. I think uh, so. Like rather than just seeing my perspective, they think they picture me fucking somebody or me having kids that are like. And also, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's like a backhanded joke because it's like we want to get rid of all the white people, but you got to do something good for us first. And most right. people aren't, I think, in a place where they're they don't want to do that right now. I think people yeah. just like saying let's get rid of uh, white people. Yeah, people just like to say the easy thing. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. But what are you gonna do? Either yeah. way, but that's but those are the kind of ideas I like to explore on stage. Yeah, know? yeah. You it's not like oh, uh, here's Rocky Balboa yeah. sucking Donald what Trump's would it be cock. Like if there was a British guy going through a drive-through <laughs> and doing this with this guy. What if they all walked into a library? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's going on? I don't know. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I try and I don't do jokes like that. I'd rather like. There's so many of those guys still come out of nowhere and just surprise people because. Yeah. Then you kind of get double edged of like what I'm saying is funny, but then also they didn't expect me to do it in a you know Australian accent or right. whatever, the hell, the, whatever right. the hell it is. Yeah. Right. No, I like it. I res I respect I respect anyone that kind of like can do because doing I feel like doing stand for me at least doing just writing jokes and telling them it's like kind of it's the basic. Yeah. You know. And if you can do more, that's why not. I mean, it's, sometimes it feels like a cop out because I'm like, well, if the joke's not quite there, then maybe they'll laugh enough at the voice, and then kind of the opposite, like, well, if the voice isn't in the right spot, maybe the joke's good enough. But yeah, uh, it also is like it's a risk too because if I go up there and do a big impression or a big character or something, and they don't laugh at all, it feels like you bombed twice. Twice the bomb. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, they didn't laugh at what I said or how I said it. Yeah, like, let's uh, go yeah. back to the board on that. We all know that feeling of, yeah. of committing to an act of something. Like a like a act out or just yelling, yeah. just screaming, right? right. And then no, you look at the crowd and no one say anything. Like, yeah, Whoa. they're just not on your same wavelength. Yeah, and, yeah. But, but again, that's that's what's fun about stand up is finding those lines and experimenting and seeing what the hell you can get away with. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, that's why I never took like I never tried to take any classes or anything like that with stand up. Like I don't shame people who do, but for me, I never wanted to like, uh, I never wanted to kind of have anybody else sway what i think a joke could be because i yeah. feel like when you take a lot of stand-up classes they tend to be like this is the structure of a joke every joke follows this structure which maybe it's true but i, yeah. I think if you think that way you can be really limited in, in the way that you present your your perspective yeah your voice. i think everyone does hit those notes but they're different in, in the way they do it you totally. know like someone's style everyone's got a different style but if you break down what they're saying or what they're doing it's like oh this is their setup this is their punchline like yeah, it all right. comes down to that but something sometimes people i don't know it's just more of a rhythm. Like, I, I just saw this guy. What's his fucking name? Uh, Simeon Goodson. Do you know this guy? I don't think so. So, he's uh, he's very funny, but, like, um, but if he's funny, but. No. Yeah. He's funny, um, and his jokes are like this. They're, like, they're kind of, like, he, he sets it up. Yeah. And then his um, punchlines aren't necessarily, like, like, like punchlines, but they're more, like, just exaggerations. Okay, okay. And they're hilarious. Yeah, Like, yeah, they're yeah. so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> like, I remember seeing him. I saw him at Greenwich. And um, I'm like, I never met him before. And then I saw him. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's really good. Yeah, yeah. And then he came up to me. I was just in China for, like, the last four years. I was what like, oh, the fuck. hell? Yeah, and now he's at the cellar. Doing like, stand-up over there? No, I think he was just traveling. Oh. Just just dicking around. Just, just Dicking around in China during a pandemic. That's a ballsy move. Yeah, well, one of his early <laughs> one of his jokes was hilarious. Like, his early, the first joke he said was that he was in Wuhan, which is already, you're like, what? He's like, yeah. I was in Wuhan during this thing. And it was, you know, people ask me, how was it? And I was like, it was fine. Whatever. I didn't get COVID. But then I got a flight back to the United States. First day I got fucking COVID. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So you're all nasty motherfuckers. Like, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's the, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's hilarious, funny. That's dude. Really funny, yeah. That's just, that's just, like, and necessarily it's like, is that really, 
a punch. It is in the yeah. sense like it makes you laugh, but it's also like it, it's it was very a, it was a smooth way. Yeah, it's, did, it, you it know? feels like he's just talking. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, nice. yeah. I like that. No, he's really funny. And I yeah, so I just wanted to fluff your nuts a bit. No, about thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. So, um, tell me, you grew up in um, the Massachusetts area, New England area, New Hampshire. Right? Yeah, New that's Hampshire. where I went to uh, middle school and high school for the most part. Yeah, nice. Kindergarten through sixth grade for me was actually in Seattle. Like just north oh, of Seattle. Fuck yeah. really? Yeah, so I was born in Boston, lived around there for first few years of my life. Yeah. Then lived in Seattle, kindergarten through sixth grade. So that was like most of my childhood was out there. And then yeah. came back seventh grade on was was in New Hampshire. I didn't know that. Seattle. I love Seattle, dude. Yeah, no, it's I don't a know, great spot. I don't know what I I grew up a, a Mariners fan. Oh yeah, same. I yeah. started playing baseball around Ichiro when he broke into the league. Oh my god. Two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. See hundred sixteen wins. I'm, okay. a, I'm in. Yeah. And then it's just been terrible since. Right. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, that's what I, I mean, I was out there. I would I would go to games all the time when it was like Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey Jr., A Rod yeah. all on the same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ichiro was like People were so hyped when when they found out he was like coming to the league, and then, and yeah. then he actually delivered. Because a lot of, sometimes those guys from Japan they just don't. They have deliver. a tough time. Yeah, yeah. Like Dice K was super hyped coming to Boston, and then he didn't really do great. Like, he did he had okay. a couple of good seasons, but it wasn't yeah. anything like what people thought. Even Matt Sui too. Like I remember he did well. He won a World Series, but then I remember I just I went on Baseball Reference and I read his like line. That's like he never hit more than like thirty five home runs a year. Yeah. Like, no, he was like yeah. He was like a pseudo power hitter. He was yeah. never like, I mean, but he was also surrounded by monsters in that yeah. same lineup. And so. people fuck, people just loved him though. Yeah, you know, that was the thing, yeah, the Godzilla right. thing. Right, right. So you're a Mariners fan, or you're? Yeah, I mean, I was a Red Sox fan because my dad was from Boston, but Mariners were like second in my heart. For I sure. love that. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, so we can we can connect on a lot. They're yeah. fucking terrible. They're terrible. I mean, they almost made the playoffs this year. <laughs> yeah, the in fact some that crazy that's a way. good season for them is hilarious. Yeah, two games also. out in the playoffs. <laughs> I just read something. It's so funny because I just read something on my phone. I got an email from like MLB, like yeah. Scott Survey is was the manager of the Mariners, uh, uh, candidate for rook, you know, uh, manager of the year, and all the stuff that is like almost made playoffs. Yeah, you know, second <laughs> so best funny. winning record as a Mariners coach. 505 winning percentage. I'm like, what? Dude, that's like barely above that's, 500. Yeah, that is why? the second most. Like, that is the saddest fucking stat, <laughs> Holy dude. Holy shit. That, <laughs> like, this is terrible. Dude. Yeah, it's like, you should be, like, it's not a batting average. You shouldn't be proud of that. <laughs> no, they like, should have left that out. I don't know yeah. what that, they could have just said second most winning manager. They didn't have to say 505. Yeah, they didn't fucking. have to say most managers suck, you know? <laughs> that's yeah. That's essentially what they're saying. There's some documentary. Uh, it's so long, so I haven't gone through it, but it's like, that's the whole history of the Mariners. Oh. Okay. When they were like, well, how they got founded, and yeah. the whole theme of it is like they're the most like weird number thirteen unlucky, oh yeah, yeah, fucking sports organization. Like apparently, they got founded because like some building, one of the, some building burned down, and some guy stole money, and then like decided to like invest on a. What baseball team it, it's it's a it's a it's a sad it started on an insurance fraud <laughs> literally yeah 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 something like that that's hilarious yeah there's a huge there's a documentary and it's just sad because like they have all these like little stats of like their success and like it's like the first 20 years the the, the line is just like here you know just like below the fucking average like wins of this like they have yeah. like the win total wins average wins of teams and where they they are and yeah. it's just like below the line forever. Oh, beautiful like, yeah uh, yeah i actually have a piece of the kingdom stashed away somewhere that was their old stadium before yeah. they blew like the it turf up. or no like the like a brick like a piece of rock oh from, cool from the actual building yeah very they cool demolished it and then built safeco well, they built safeco first either way yeah uh, safeco's very nice safeco's super nice one yeah. of those it's it's the first time i ever saw like a big retracting roof like that because it rains yeah. so much that they have a whole roof that rolls yeah. out and, and covers everything it's so a se it's, it's a sexy sexy stadium yeah yeah uh, t-mobile yeah. is a t-mobile i do think it's funny that like I mean, I was young when we did it, but like buying a piece of a building that was demolished. Is yeah. Like, I mean, how funny must they feel selling that? You know. Yeah. How much did you pay for it? I don't know, probably like 10, 15 bucks or something. That's like not that. too well. But still, they're selling millions of yeah, pieces yeah, of yeah. rubble to a bunch of suckers like me. That's pretty smart though. Yeah. They're like paying back probably for all the demolition Doesn't have costs. Have the Mariners logo on it or anything? You yeah. A piece of, like like it may as well you've gone to a construction site. Yeah. There, doing road work. There's a guy behind <laughs> the the scenes just smashing fucking bricks. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, just dishing them out to a bunch of. They're selling like that. That's kind yeah. of shit. They should have just given they it to people. They should have just given it away, but that's, fucking Jesus. But hey, they made some. They gotta pay that stadium off, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Well, they're not. They're not doing it for their ticket sales. Yeah, um, exactly. So you grew up 
I'm sorry. I'm I'm really dumb. So you grew up in Boston. Went to Seattle for what years? Kindergarten through sixth grade. So that was okay. Most so of my you do you, you, you do remember some of it? I or remember no? a good chunk of that. Yeah, that was like where I kind of formed those first childhood memories. Cool, cool, made, cool. Made my first friends, kind of thing. Nice. Stuff, yeah. You won the Seattle International Comedy. Thing, yeah, right? yeah. In 2018. Yeah, I I only went back there because it was like the only. I just wanted to go back and like walk through my old neighborhood and just go do shows in Seattle. Right. Uh, and that was like the only thing I could find that was like obviously not just a club or going out there to do produce shows. Yeah. And lose money. Yeah, it's uh, a whole month thing. Yeah. For people that don't know Seattle International Comedy Festival is a whole month festival. So it's uh yeah the preliminary yeah. round was five shows yeah so, so you do five shows minimum which is great because most festivals you do you do like a couple you some, do some one festivals you do one yeah uh, where there you're guaranteed five shows in front of great crowds different judges every night different venues every night yeah and then they drop your lowest score for the week so if there's one show that was like a you weird stink. venue that you didn't like or you, yeah or you had to go first mm-hmm. um or whatever it was then that sh- that was dropped so for me i was like that that's like the fairest way to do a comedy competition yeah you're getting at least some sort of consensus it's like a comics where you have like you just run into a bunch of hecklers you know yeah you, you or you do? run into hecklers or it's like the judge is like a radio host and it's like yeah he's a like he might like me he might like me now or he I might see. not where the next night it could be a, yeah. you know a liberal arts fucking yeah. teacher or something God, like comedy that you know? is so subjective man oh yeah crazy yeah. um yeah, so so that was fun, man. Yeah, I ended up staying out there for a whole month. I was there like the entire month of November in 2018, like yeah, through Thanksgiving, everything. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So then you went back to Boston. You went to school. Um, where was the high school you went to? Well, I went. I was in New Hampshire. I was in Nashua, New Hampshire. So Nashville. It, Nashua. Nashua. Yeah, it's right okay. on the border of New Hampshire, Massachusetts. So okay. It was a good spot for comedy because I was in like the dead center of New England, so I could kind of go everywhere within it within about an hour drive. But you started in high school. I started in uh, college, my okay. uh, last year of college. But cool. um, so in high school, I went to. We we had first moved there. We were in like the southern part of town. My parents rented; they didn't buy a house out there. So I went to. There was two high schools in my town, and then mm. a private school. There was Nashua North and Nashua South. Okay. I went to Nashua South my freshman year. Yeah. Nashua North my sophomore junior year. Ooh. And then Nashua South again my senior year. Why? Why is that? Because they kept my moving. My parents just moved around <laughs> the town. <laughs> they like, didn't give a fuck about yeah. my social life or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I I I'm sure parents know, but when you do up and move a kid, like. I, were you devastated when they're like, we got to move? Well, I mean, yeah. I guess it's not too far, but it's like you still go to hang out with those it's people every single day. It's a whole circle of friends that you aren't going to see every day. Yeah. Like you can hang out with them after school, which I did, but it's like it's totally different. That and like I played baseball in high school, so right. I had to like retry out as a kid nobody knew and yeah. hopefully have a starting spot. You know yeah. what I mean? And the only people I knew at Nashua North were – People from high school, uh, from baseball, yeah. from like city baseball that I knew from like just teams did, I played on. Did you do well though, like um, reestablishing yourself? Because we were talking about this earlier before the podcast about how like hanging out at comedy clubs, hanging out. It's like, um, like I had Jared Waters on here. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Jared, yeah, yeah. He was here last week. He's he he's lived in like fifty five different cities or in you know three different countries yeah. and seven different planets and. So he's used to like going to a place, starting again, and yeah. building friendships. And a buddy of mine, Eagle Wit, I had him on, and he was saying that he was a troublemaker in New York. His parents sent him to L.A. to live with his sister because he was such a troublemaker in New York. Like, we're going to set you straight. Yeah. First day he comes home to his sister's place after school in L.A., he's got like he's invited 10 people to the house. First day. <laughs> it's got all these friends. Yeah. I'm like, I never switched high schools. I've lived in Jersey, and then I just moved to New York. And right. I'm already like... The only reason I feel like I'm like I do well on stage and like I get work sure. and like people so I think people are like, oh, he must be good but I don't really like I'm so bad at like getting friends and like fitting in like yeah I don't think if I moved to another city now I, I think I would have a hard time like meeting people dude yeah I mean that's been a reset for me moving to New York because I just moved here in June so yeah it's been, like, you have no friends here yeah well you know? I, know, I know no one s- likes you and- I know I know nobody <laughs> likes me at all I just walk around the park sad all day you know? <laughs> I mean uh, luckily for here like I'd met people th- in Boston yeah yeah I'm, I'm kidding stuff, yeah, but, yeah no, but for, uh, well. for sure I mean that's what it feels like I mean that was like the scariest thing about going to National North sophomore year I go into the cafeteria, high school cafeteria, packed, and I know zero people. It's <sighs> the, the worst feeling. Cafeteria. Yeah, I'm just holding my tray, going, "Fuck, where do I sit? Yeah, like, where, where do you sit? Just paralyzed. You know, nobody other than the people you just saw in your class for the first time. You yeah, know what I mean, and it's like I don't fucking know them. Why don't you just sit down? Right. Luckily, I spot my buddy Ben, who played on the 
the, the city baseball team in the ba- the Babe Ruth League baseball. Okay, team okay, team. okay. Um, and I was like, oh, thank God, dude. It was it was like one of the three people I knew in the entire. Did you did he know ahead of time that you were you were transferring? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, cool, um, cool. Cool. So he at least knew, and then I I just went down, sat next to him. I was like, oh, great. And then like a couple other guys sat at the table that were like on the football team or whatever. And, yeah. Um, I was like, great. I got my table. I'm chilling. For yeah, the year. yeah, yeah. I, I go got back, something. I go back the next day. I sit down at the same table. A couple of the guys are already there, and I'm like, oh, Ben's not here. Oh, no. And apparently he switched his class, so he was at a different lunch. Oh, Ben, you traitorous fuck. He fucked me, dude. You traitorous scumbag. So then now I'm just sitting at this table with these guys I don't know, and I just locked in for the rest of the semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to just leave now. I'm like, these are my friends now. Did you you make a thing like, I'm Ben's guy? (laughs) Totally. I mean, I tried to, but it's still weird. And I I don't have the social skills. I didn't have the social skills I have now to, like, address and know that it's an uncomfortable situation. I would just uninvite myself from that table. I feel like I feel like I would have got there. Ben's not there. Else. I'm like, I guess I don't belong here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't sit here anymore. But you just go sit with somebody else. Like, there's no empty tables. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah, you're is, stuck. Did they, did they take? Did they take down the names of the each table? Like, no. I mean, s- no. You didn't have like assigned seats or anything. Yeah, it, yeah. Was like, it was like free seating, but it was like I mean, we had like almost 700 people in our graduating class. Wow. Like, from each high school. Had wow. Like okay. Okay. Kids. So yeah. like, the the cafeteria was full. Yeah. So it was like, do I go sit with these kids? You know, the weirdo, like, Yu-Gi-Oh kids. Do I go sit with That's the, where I was the goth kids? Do yeah. I go sit with the, you know, like, I, I don't know. I was just like, so I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. here. And, and a couple of the guys were in my classes, that, but I didn't know them. So I was like, at least if I stay here, I'll be able to, like, yeah. get to know them. Yeah. You know, and then we'll be friends in class and it won't be weird. That, and eventually it happened. But, I mean, it takes weeks of just yeah, yeah, yeah. to get to that point. That's the thing. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it takes time to make friends, man. Like, yeah. people got to trust you and, like, know you're cool. Totally. Well, especially these around. days. Like, I mean, oh, back yeah. then it was a little more open when you're in high school. And luckily, like, when I moved there going into seventh grade, uh, I got lucky where before in Nashua, the sixth grade, um, was still in elementary school for them. So everybody was going to middle school for the first time oh. when I was going there. So I could have just been some kid from the other elementary right. school that nobody knew. So, so everyone's people were looking kinda, to make friends. So everyone's, I got lucky there yeah. the, the, that seventh grade year. But yeah, I didn't have that in, in yeah. high school when I switched, you know. So so did you – Did you? how did it go? So you introduced yourself and they were like oh, – Yeah, then we just kind of hung out. I mean, I play sports. like like And yeah. those guys – like I played freshman football when I was at South. Yeah. Um, I stopped just because I, I was I was a w- really small kid back then. Like I didn't grow up until I was like a junior in high school. I'm like 6'2 now. Interesting, yeah. And I was like well below – like I was probably like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, freshman yeah. year, scrawny kid. Yeah. Um, and I was just knew I was going to get hurt and I wanted to play baseball. So, But I, I at least knew enough to like connect with these guys and my brother played on the football team. So yeah. So I knew them like a little bit. And, and like I said, they were in my class, so it just took time time to like be the awkward weird kid and then all of a sudden now we're just friends yeah so you did you start hanging out outside of class and everything uh eventually uh but that that was only because two of them ended up being on the baseball team as well okay um, that all worked out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. dude i had some horrible horrible uh just attempts (laughs) at the cap in the cafeteria man yeah i ended up there's always there's always tables i just wanted to sit at but i just I couldn't get in, man. Yeah. I, it's like these comedy clubs. It's, That's what it feels like, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, man, I wish I was at that how table. Do I get in, how do I get in past there? Yeah. You know? Oh, I got to have fucking Brandon recommend Recom- me Yeah, to Brandon recommend table. me yeah. to... Uh, like, hey, man, this is my buddy. To like, Elsa, who runs the fucking whole... The popular <laughs> chick that runs the whole table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, dude. I remember... Uh, it's just a weird... I, I feel like... Because I knew a lot of people. I think I did it to myself because I'm so awkward. Yeah. Like, I was like, I could probably sit there. But I just didn't have like the. Then I would see one person I don't know that well. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm being invaded. Well, it's kind of like if I like if if I were to just go, you know, hang out at the cellar tonight. Yeah. It's like I might know some people that are there, but yeah. mostly I'm probably just gonna be trying to not be awkward at yeah. a table by myself. The, the weirdest just, thing at the cellar is when you know someone that's sitting at the comics table. Yeah. That you know really well. Yeah. That like yeah. you could do any like they've seen your dick or whatever right, you know. Right. right. And. I'm talking about like a guy comic, I guess. Yeah. That's what I meant. But <laughs> I, I realize like uh, women are comics. Me too. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tag hash. <laughs> um, and then they're like sitting at a table with all the other seller comics. And yeah. part of you is like, I don't want to bother him. You know, right, I don't right. want to be the the the, the uh, fr- annoying friend. Well, it's also to... kind of like, I mean, it depends on the friend because like, is that friend comfortable enough? It's kind of like when somebody first Are gets they, passed yeah. at a club and you're yeah. like, can you, like, you know, that person's not going to yeah. recommend you. A buddy you of know? mine got in there really early on, like, like, um, and we used to drive in the city together and I used to, I used to do my shit and he would do his spot at the cellar. Yeah. 
and we leave together. Right. But he, you know, you have to, he was like, I got a hang of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would just go to the pair, you know? Right, right. And just wait for him to be done because I knew he wasn't in there yet to where I can be like, oh, can I show you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's trying to navigate those waters himself kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burden on that. It's so, and then if even, yeah, just think about being there and you want him to be like, this is my buddy, but like, I don't, I can't tell him to come sit here. Yeah, you know? right, right, it's, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a balancing act with all that stuff. You yeah. Know? It's, uh, yeah. So how was, um, how was high school? It was good overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I ended up kind of knowing the entire city by the end of it because I went to both schools for two years and like, yeah. The people at South, I knew because I went to middle school with them for a couple years. Yeah. You know what I mean, so like my whole middle school went to South. So I didn't like, um, so it was kind of worked out that way. I mean, I was like, I, I always got good grades in high school. Like I was always like an A or B student mm-hmm. um, without having to really try hard, you know, like I would just good kind of, I, I had a really good memory. So I would just kind of like remember stuff for tests and quizzes, but I would never be able to like apply the stuff. So I never really kind of like, I never really found a passion for it because I was so distracted by sports. Like I, yeah. I was going to be a, a major league baseball player, you know, like that's what my mindset Interesting. was. was yeah. like, and especially like my, my junior and senior year, I got like a brush of that where I was bullpen catching for the Toronto Blue Jays double-A team. Oh, wow. At the same time I was playing uh, and going to high school. So I'd leave my high school practice, go to the stadium, which is in Manchester, New Hampshire, um, you know, throw on a uniform, go out to the bullpen and, like, warm guys up before they And you would the be game. in the, the Blue Jays uniform. Yeah, I'd be – well, the Fisher Cats is the name of their team. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Uh, but, yeah, I'd be in, be in the uniform. Oh, that's really in. cool, yeah. Um, Anyone – did you meet any uh, st- people that became stars? Uh, Mark Zepchinski pitched, okay. pitched for the uh, Cardinals and got a ring. Um this guy Danny Farquhar ended up getting a ring him. with the Royals as a relief pitcher. Yeah, uh, so he was. In the, he was. He played for the one of the New York teams, Farquhar, right? For a little I bit? think so. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he actually ended up getting sick. I think he ended up getting like a tumor in his brain or something. Oh, like really? That. Yeah, yeah. It was a bummer. He's a really young guy, but I think he's. I think he survived, but it definitely mm-hmm. ended his career. Um, and I know this guy uh, Brian Gerolamin was their catcher at the time. Uh, he never made it to the big leagues. Like he played like a few games here and yeah. there. But he's one of the major reasons they changed the rule to not be able to run over catchers at home plate anymore. Oh, really? Because he had a wicked bad collision in uh, AAA. Yeah. He was playing for Las Vegas, I think, was their AAA team. Yeah. Um, and he got his fucking head taken off like crazy. Really? Super concussed, like o- almost made him brain dead. Like, yeah. Like stifled his career like crazy. I don't know what he's doing now. I think he's probably coaching or doing something. But Yeah, oh, jeez, um, yeah. Yeah, he was one of those guys like, uh, like I would go in early on Saturdays and like he would work with me like yeah. I'm blocking and throwing and hitting and that That's kind of very stuff nice. so for me I was like once I got a brush with that stuff I was yeah. so distracted by baseball I was like this is what I'm gonna do this is like yeah you're in the zone this. I'm like but that's good man like it's good to have like some direction for sure so were you drinking and partying and shit here and there like but, not but, really yeah. until my senior year I'd have like but I, when I would go out and drink it was just with like the guys on the baseball team or like with my buddies who I'd play video games with it was yeah just, like sometimes those groups would intersect you know but that's even for me that even sounds that sounds cooler because like you're you're it's like you're doing comedy already you know you're yeah. like oh yes i just hung out i only hung out with like the comedians after the show right, it's like oh right. at least you're like working towards something yeah you know? no and that's what i was I'm... just drinking with high school and <laughs> yeah. you know, fucking nothing right you know? right um yeah i mean and that's like that's kind of the attitude i brought into college too because i ended up playing in college for a couple years i went and played for a d3 school for a couple years and i switched to a d2 school what position did you play i was I was a catcher for most of my career, mm. uh, but I was never a good enough hitter, but I could throw really hard. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the fast I threw on a gun was, like, 93, I think. Um, and that's... And that's just... That's like, most... In, and that's without being able to, like... I wasn't training as a pitcher at the time. I was yeah. just, like, that was just arm strength from catching. Be careful from you, man. You, f- you fucking throw a mic at someone. It <laughs> <you> might really <laughs> no, hurt could, them. I could fuck them up, you know? Like, yeah. If there's ever a post-apocalypse world, I'm, I'm the spear chucker guy, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. Long range, dude. When yeah. there's, if there's no guns, you're the long range guy. Give me a bucket of grenades. Yeah. I'll be hand-to-hand combat. You'll <laughs> yeah, be... Right. You'll be the long range guy. I'll just be throwing rocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Think about it though. Like, let's go, could you imagine if there were like there was some guerrilla war tactic out there, or they hired like pitchers that didn't make it? Yeah, the right. fucking just chuck rocks ninety miles an hour <laughs> at, at people. Just fucking walk. You know. No, instead they just become frustrated dads that do that to their kids. You know. Yeah, they become coaches <laughs> that fucking are too intense. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's how how were how were the the double A guys though? Because that's a tough fucking gig, man. I mean, talking about uh, comedy, it almost feels like it's kind of like. An open mic in a sense, you know. Well, it, it is, but it's not. It's almost like uh, it's the, like you're it's like you're it's like you're doing the road, but you're not selling tickets. 
but that's what it is like. Interesting. Yeah, that's way better. A certain point. Yeah, and you with like your opener and 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 guys. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, their attitudes were pretty mixed because Double A, a lot of guys go right from Double A to the big leagues. Yes. Those guys that are kind of fast tracked, they don't even touch Triple A. Yeah. Um, where you had a you had kind of a mix of guys that had been in the league for like six seven years. Yeah hopefully getting something going this year or else they're kind of fucked and are going to end up working at sports authority. And then then the guys who like just got drafted two years ago or in double a and throw 95, 96, 97. Yeah. Um, Like there was one that Danny Farquhar guy could throw 98 up here and then 92 from submarine. Jesus Christ. By the way, talking to the mic a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No problem. Um, Yeah. So it was, uh, uh, it was, it was sick. I mean, it was like, it was interesting to see, kind of those guys mindsets because one guy that Danny Farquhar guy was like dude if I'm not in the big leagues in two years I'm calling it and one guy had already been in the league for like eight years and he's like you're crazy why would you do that yeah. and then the guy who was, said he was crazy not in the league anymore gets dropped the next year yeah. and Danny Farquhar ends up going to the big leagues so yeah. part of that is that mindset of like knowing what realistically should be happening or, or yeah. what could be happening and in sports it's much more regimented than it is in comedy how do you how do you how so well because in sports like Somebody can tell you to stop playing, and then it's over. You can get, stop, like, dude. You can get fired from sports. Yeah. You can't get fired from stand-up. You, yeah. can get, you can get sent down a level, but you can never. nobody can ever make you stop entirely. Yeah. Um, like, there is a path to success, but it doesn't matter what age you are or how long you've been doing it. Um, this is baseball like, or comedy? In comedy. Yeah. yeah. Yes, in, yes, in yes. Baseball, no there's barrier, a clear, yeah. regimented way, and you have to be a certain age, and you have to be a certain type of guy. And yeah. A certain Once you're too old, you're not going to come up to the big yeah, leagues. Yeah. Where, I mean, there's guys who make it when they're 50 or 60 in comedy sometimes. Yeah. You know, depending on what making it is to you. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like they started doing it then, but yeah. they found that level of success. Like, yeah. It's kind of like that. You ever see the movie The Rookie with... Uh, Dennis Quaid? Uh, yeah. Yeah, way, who, way back in the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not realistic. No, I mean, it's based on a true story, though. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, that happens in comedy. That almost never happens in baseball. Yeah. Like, if- well, there there is a sort of thing, like, for me, at least, like, um, age is kind of a thing, because I do want to, like, do acting and shit. Sure, sure. And there is, I mean, I mean, but even then, it's like, now you can just can play act- an older guy. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you just go yeah, for different roles kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to be fucking Spider-Man, yeah, clock's ticking, you know. I think I'm but... done for Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> well, you're not British, so. <laughs> you have to be British. Spider-Man's now, well, if crazy. you want to be pretty much any sort of superhero, you got to I know. British. And any, like, big fantasy saga shit, like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Sp- why are they all the Walking British people? Dead, yeah. Why are they all British stuff, people? Yeah. I guess they're the best actors, maybe? Yeah, I guess. Um, I think it's more dynamic. Uh, it's believable for a British guy to do an American accent. It's less believable for an American guy to do a British accent. So they're more likely to come over here and seek work, where it's something I think they specifically work on in the UK is to become. I think so an too. American yeah. Actor rather yeah. Than a UK actor. Dude, sometimes it's it's crazy when they start. You see an interview with them. Oh, hi, hi, Potter. Yeah, what a right. great role. Yeah. You're like, you're like, what? Yeah, you're like, wait, Harry? Is that? Yeah, right, <laughs> right exactly. Peter? Exactly. Yeah. Hi, your boy. I was spraying webs what? from my arms. Yeah, I, know, I loved it. I loved it. I really did. I was thought. I thought my my giant they, was so high. I liked how they casted her. When they called me that, and they said I was gonna be <laughs> Spider Man, I said, "Wow, Peter Parker." It's like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah. You just switch on a dime like, yeah, that. yeah, so yeah. Fucking weird. For us, we just do what we just did, and people yeah. are like, "Oh, that, I mean, we have to." Yeah, just like, well, those the people. octaves were technically not accurate to what <laughs> it would be for the region. You sound like you're from this. Spot you sound like a cunt. Yeah, you sound like a cunt. Yeah, exactly. You could, say, I could say that in a British accent. Yeah, you can actually. People don't care. That in Scottish. Yeah, cunt. You know, that's fascinating to me. Yeah. Um. Um. So. That's very fascinating. So you did baseball, and I mean, I'm going to ask you, and uh, I'm sure you've dealt with this before, but what happened? Uh, I <laughs> I played in uh, college, um, switched to pitching because I wasn't going to be – this is what the scouts were telling me. I just wasn't a good enough hitter to yeah. get to the big leagues. I just – like when you're hitting like 250 in college – you're not going to be hitting 250 in the big leagues, you know. No, I, mean? I think I think the lower level, like you have to be hitting 456 be, exactly. in Double A. I got to yeah. be hitting like crazy uh, in college, especially a D, the the D two school I went to was a uh, yeah. it was a wood bat league, so it was like a lot of guys got drafted out of that good, league. Good, 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 good. Um, but it was one of those things that like I knew I had a better shot at pitching, so I switched to pitching. Um, did it for a year, ended up hurting my arm. Uh, basically like the four tendons that connect your back muscles to your bicep muscles yeah. were all just super inflamed so when oh. I would start throwing Ew. in the day 
I would just get like a shooting pain down my arm. Yeah. Um, and then eventually it would go away, but I, it took like 10 miles an hour off my, my throat. So I was so like, you're throwing 90. Now you're throwing 80. Now I'm throwing mid eighties. And yeah. that's like, that's not going to do anything. But like you can, you can get away with it and be, and be okay if you're accurate at the college level but nobody's yeah. gonna sh look your way for for big leagues so no I was like you have to be throwing 150 batting 670 yeah literally you know, for them to like yeah. take a look at you well that's for me i was like i was a good enough defensive catcher like i could throw guys out at second base no problem yeah when you're a catcher you're measured on your pop time which yeah just the pop of my glove to the pop of the second baseman's glove okay when you throw a guy out yeah how fast how, how fast was out for you mlb average is about two seconds <laughs> my, <laughs> my fastest ever was 1.7 whoa yeah so i was i would average like one eight one nine and then every once in a while you do it perfect and get like the one seven that is incredible God. a point two less than two seconds that's like 180 feet yeah. right yeah just about yeah, yeah. Like 157 or something like that good god that's great um, that's really good yeah yeah that was like my strength that and blocking the ball and like calling pitches and stuff like that like yeah i was i was really good at having like a game sense for baseball and calling out the bat because like catcher you're kind of the team captain you're yelling out where the ball should be thrown because you're the only person you are yes the direction yeah yeah um so uh, but I knew I couldn't hit enough to do that. So I was like, man, if I, if they just would like give me a designated fielder position, I could fucking make it to the big leagues. But now I'm like, all right, well, the designated fielder is fucking pitcher. So now I got to go and just try and do that. Mm. And I was doing pretty well, but like I said, I, I hurt my arm and then I had the option to redshirt for a year, which basically when you play for NCAA, I don't know if you know this or not, but you have, you have five years to use your four years of eligibility. So once you start, you have five years to use those four years in that specific sport. Okay. So I'm three years in. And I had the option to take that year off, rehab, and then come back and play what would be my fifth year of college or my actual senior year of NCAA eligibility. Right. That makes sense. Right. Um, so I was kind of stuck at this crossroads where I was like, I already hated college. I was already fucking over it. I knew I was I was going to school for marketing and business and just knew I was never going to work in that world. I, yeah. I hated everything. Like I, yeah. Like I was learning stuff and being like, that's crazy for whoever's going to have to actually learn that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, for me, I'm just like coasting through just trying to get shit done. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, so I had that choice of like, do I do that or not? And I just fucking I had I went into my coach's office and just fucking quit baseball. That like thing I'd been working for my whole life. Because uh, you just kind of came to the conclusion. I just realized like. like because talking with my rehab people, there was no surgery I could get that was a quick fix because nothing was torn. So it was just me doing rehab for a year yeah. and hopefully being good enough. They're like, usually this is like an 18-month recovery process for you to be 100%. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I think I could probably do it in 12 if I do everything perfect. Um, but then am I, am I going to be good enough to beat the freshmen coming in, the sophomores that have been working out all year, the juniors the, that have been working steroids, all year, where all yeah. I can do is like five pounds doing like exercises like this. Like I'm not building myself up. So yeah. I was like – um, I just kind of said, I kind of just saw the writing on the wall and said, fuck it. Did that hurt? Did that yeah, suck? Yeah, that, that sucked. Did you cry? Dude. Yeah, I cried a bunch. No, man. I get that was like yeah. That was brutal. That was like, uh, I mean, you're working your whole life towards one thing and then it kind of gets ripped away from you. I mean, it, I, it's safe. It's like, it's like, think of it. It's like, it's like if uh, we lost our voices. Well, it's like COVID for us, right? I mean, imagine, yeah, imagine yeah. COVID just continued and we could never. But COVID's do... everyone. So you can yeah. kind of be like, well, everyone's totally. Thoughts, yeah, you know? that's fuck true. everyone. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah, what if I lost my voice? You lost your voice, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You're just like... But then I'd get it back and get AGT, and then we would... <laughs> yeah, it's all a process. Yeah, it's exactly. all a process, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so... Uh, Hold yeah. on, I gotta scratch one of my seven dicks. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so brutal, that was bro. like... Um, I, I knew I wasn't the type of person that could just work for a living and yeah. forever and then die kind of thing. I, I was always, my whole life I was working towards this like. <laughs> I could have just worked for a living and die. Yeah, that's how it feels for me in my brain, <laughs> that's dude. Great, that's like, the way you put it, it was so fucking, <laughs> so serious, but like, you're so shot nonchalantly. You just yeah, I, well, yeah. that's what it felt like to me. I was Work like, it's, I'm just getting on one track road and eventually I'll get my two vacations a year and yeah. I'll walk off the fucking plateau and, and it'll be over. So did you get your degree in business? I got my degree in business and marketing. Fuck, see, the fact that you just did th that I almost didn't, dude. I was so far i quit that's yeah. that last year where i wasn't having baseball or anything like that i don't get me wrong it was like i would say it's one of the easiest years but i had to take like seven classes because when i when i transferred schools like they didn't take them they, they like took them but as electives so like i ended up taking the same like remedial fucking math business class like three times in fucking college it was stupid they're so weird about like the course like, oh, court yeah this part of the and I was yeah like, this is the same class yeah like, i have the test still but like, no over there it's not yeah. as good yeah You're exactly like, oh, <laughs> yeah so i ended up not taking any sort of fun class in college i, I took seven classes my second semester senior year just Oy. to fucking get it all done Oy. um uh and then yeah so 
fucking I forget what I was saying, but either way, like yeah. So no, you had to I give just up. Didn't, I just didn't yeah. quit uh, school. I said fuck it. Like I'm already in debt. I may as well just fucking finish it and just get this stupid fucking degree that I'm never gonna use. Yeah. Or, like, uh, and now I kind of use it as a comedian, which is funny. Do you like, really? Well, marketing degree. Yeah. I mean, I'm at least aware of that kind of you stuff. See, you see, know? it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. I I have no dude. I I went to school for I was going for economics. Yeah. And then I quit because I was literally just like looking at letters in yeah, math. I'm yeah. like, I can't. It's not work. It's yeah, not processing. Right, right. And I was miserable. I was just like trying to get C's to get by. And uh, I just switched. I started doing theater because oh, I knew no I was wanted. I always wanted to get in the show business somehow. Yeah. So I just started. I switched over. I didn't even. I just. I. I was like, there's no fucking shot. Yeah. And it was actually like so refreshing because then I was starting to do things. I'm like, this is interesting. Oh, I like yeah. to do this. And my grades got so much better. It is an ink, like you know. I'm getting an A in theater, sure. you know, which is like a probably a 22. But in it's calculus, something you're you know? interested in, you know. Like, yeah, and that's, yeah, That's what I wish. My whole I life did, changed. Yeah, I guess with college because college felt like such a waste for me. I I wish I went into something that wasn't the safe bet because like business was just like oh I'll do that because that's easy and yeah. I, know I can get through it and it'll be a job waiting for me on the other side. That's Where, like, a, yeah. I would have much rather have gone into something like film and and kind of learned that whole world. Yeah. Um, where realistically nowadays you can get a lot a big chunk of that type of education online from people who are just giving that information out on YouTube yeah, and things yeah. like that. Um, I'll, I'll, let me ask you this though. So you went to marketing. Um, what have you been applying from your marketing background um, into stand up because we you know stand up as we all know or if you guys don't know um, it ain't just about telling dick jokes nope. and um, writing dick jokes it's about m- your brand you're marketing yourself during a day posting clips promoting your show yeah. promoting you and um, then you go do shows at night you know like how do you what have you learned like what, what stuff you, what stuff you implement now a, a big part is is branding for sure it's, is making sure that like i mean i made myself a logo i made myself like a consistent when i post clips i have at least a consistent look and feel to them that yeah. kind of stuff um the power of facebook ads was like really on the precipice when yeah. i was in college so yeah. like to be able to kind of see that and then now that's what i use when i go on the road especially to a city that i don't have a lot of people that would you come just up to take see out me. an ad I, I take 50 to 100 bucks depending on the size of the room yeah and just throw up some clip and then the dates of the show and then i mean i'll usually end up selling a couple hundred tickets doing that yeah that's a it's, great idea um, that's smart um yeah yeah, so, I mean, it's little things. A lot of it's more, I think, what I gained from college more than specific knowledge because the marketing world moves so fast Yeah. Um, that, like, what's relevant five years ago is barely relevant today, let mm. alone t- almost ten years ago now. Yeah. Um, what is more of, like, a perspective on the world kind of thing and, like, being able to kind of see why businesses do the things that they do and just kind of it, – it kind of changed my whole perspective on the way the world works and, yeah. and that kind of stuff rather than, like – specific knowledge I think that I use like because I always say like my biggest regret was going to college because it's a big waste of fucking money uh, I want I should have like I want to be a stand-up comedian they let you do that for free yeah but I don't know the person that I would be or the perspective I was have if I would be mature if I would be just an immature idiot you know doing whatever yeah uh, if I didn't have those experiences so it's one yeah. of those things it's like it's like a double-edged sword like yeah it's yeah. cool like I mean I get from, to be this person yeah. but I don't know what I would have been without it for good or for bad college like I obviously have that feel too. I wish I didn't go now. I'm paying student loans, but it's like yeah. I also do acknowledge like those classes I took that got me into this. Those are only available to me because I went to college. Totally, you know, totally. so um, I can't, I guess, say totally regret it. You know, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, it's you just don't know what you would be without it. So I'm like, I'm I'm grateful for it to a certain point. With that being said, I think probably 80 percent of people should not go to go to college and it's if not they, it's, yeah. it's not that i think they should choose to not to i think the system is set up for them to have to but i don't yeah. think it's necessary to go to college for business for example unless yeah. you're trying to start your own business because mm. no matter what you learn in a business you're going to get put in the entry level position of that job yeah you're going to get taught exactly what you need to know for a couple of weeks and then you're going to learn that business inside and out regardless yeah. of what supply and demand and random ass classes you took like yeah just, just realistically like but and don't get me wrong that doesn't mean you shouldn't have education for that but like um like you could get all the knowledge you need that i got out of my business degree of the actual business classes i took in about a year the rest yeah. of actually doing it because sure like, i had to take english again and science classes again all these like core classes again that i'm like dude i don't need to learn history again i yeah. get it we were the good guys we did nothing wrong yeah you know? we, <laughs> they, they, they were in our fucking they were they were just Lang that we had to take. Yeah, us, manifest you know? destiny, baby. Woo! Yeah, God, uh, fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's our land. It. We win uh, everything. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, just look at the. <laughs> it annoys me. Uh, yeah, so 
Um, I think I, like the only ones that really need more education is like what doctor, anybody who works in the medical field. I think if you know lawyer, what you want to do, engineer. Yeah. But I think there should be a system for people that like you don't need a four year degree for every fucking field. Like you just don't. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Y- there should be some sort of systems like that's what they do for like a lot of like cybersecurity or like coding jobs now. Yeah. You can go to school for that stuff, but most of the time you just go get a certificate through some sort of certificate program. Yeah. And you can start working. Yeah. Uh, that's how it should be for the business world and most other fields rather than like, but, yeah. but again, like I don't want my doctor Googling shit while he's trying to operate on me. And All I right, don't let a, me see where I put yeah, that. I don't need a lawyer like watching a YouTube video trying to fucking yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out how to get What's me the off? thing I like, say? Yeah. Uh, holding contempt. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, Wait, anyway. <laughs> I think if you know what you want to do in life, and you yeah. you should research how to do it and just do it, but 100%. college is debt. I mean, to me, people would always say college is where you discover what you want to do in life, but it's kind of set up to be like you choose your major, choose like, sure. that you should know, but I don't think people know. I think you'll find out what you want to be with the rest of your life after high school, regardless of whether you go to college or not. I think that's the time of your life that you explore those ideas and try those things. In college? In college, college is a place for you to do that, yeah. but I don't think you have to be at college to have that experience. No, I don't think so either. I don't think you have to pay somebody hundreds of thousands of dollars for yeah. a for-profit organization to have yeah. you discover that you fucking You're paying like for the, the papers, man. You're yeah. paying for... That's a, what I mean. Yeah. That, that, like, yeah. It's forcing people to do that to get the paper but the paper is not even necessary and it's and it's less valuable now than ever because like yeah i went to southern new hampshire university that's where i graduated from mm-hmm. now they're one of the biggest online colleges ever yeah. people, people now pay a quarter of what i paid to go get my my shit in person Fuck. my degree yeah and they get the same exact degree as yeah. me. so i'm like that does like yeah. now i just overpaid for this shitty product essentially that i don't even want to use and there's yeah. no return policy yeah 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 no you're right i think you know Honestly, the stuff I really gained from my time in college was that's just fucking hanging out and shit. Yeah, you know? relationships got, and social skills and, and all that kind of thing. But I again, got, I think you learn those things whether you're in college or not. I think college is kind of a hyper environment well, for that. But I, I like that I, I did it early because now I don't drink as much as I do. True. You know, true. but I know a lot of people that didn't start drinking until after college. They're just getting shit faced in their yeah, 30s. You're yeah. like, fuck, dude. Like, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. That um, on your, your body a lot more, too. So we talked about baseball in in uh, high school. We talked yeah. about um, the cafeteria. What about um, you know the I guess the dating life? How was that? Get girlfriends? Uh, I know I you're mean, very I, focused on baseball. I mean, I met my wife my senior year of, oh, of high school. That's right, you're married. Yeah, married. Been Congratulations. Married for, it's thanks, been a man. while, but yeah. Yeah, six years. I've been married. We've oh, you've be, been that long? Yeah, yeah. It'll oh wow. Be, I mean, we met senior year of high school. It'll be tw- we started dating December. Tw- 15th 2009 that's good you remember so it's gonna be 12 years yeah uh, so you met in, in high summer. school we met in marketing class in high school I took her seat uh, good yeah we took you know who's show who's boss they had like a lot of like career courses they had like a couple they had like an automotive class and yeah then like uh uh, a marketing one and then like a few other ones mm-hmm. uh, that you could do that like you did one junior year and then one senior year essentially right um, so I took the marketing one class at North and then came and did marketing two class and the teachers yeah. there were fucking great. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, you just, you just put together like marketing presentations. You run the school store is mm-hmm. kind of like the deal. So like somebody would be on register, someone's making cookies. I was security, which basically means I just sat there and yeah, waited big for guy. it to be over. Big guy, six, two. Yeah. Their story's just fucking throwing shit at people. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Hey! <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, put that down. <laughs> 90 miles an hour, right to the fucking yeah, jugular. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, there was a computer. There was like only a few of the computers were actually decent, and a lot of them were just shitty. I remember that so in I, the computer yeah. class, there was some that were really bad. So I got the first day I got one that was just absolute shit. So I just <laughs> went and sat where she was sitting the next day. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. Then we just kind of started talking, and and when we ended up dating, like a couple months later. Wow, yeah. that's beautiful. They met in high school, man. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of people frown upon it. What? Well, Who a does? lot of uh, who that. Uh, most men, I would say. Really? <laughs> well, they want to, they feel like you need to I'm be a... able to go and fuck around, and I'm like, dude, that's just not the way my brain works. I, I mean, I have a pretty, I think, I think you're kind of either wired one way or the other, and you can yes. get the flavors of the other. I think some people are wired to fuck and just not be in relationships Fucking and just animals be, and just do that yeah that's not like i've always been wired to be in a relationship like mm-hmm. i was the guy that always had a crush on a girl yeah and then would oh should i ask her to the fucking hands yeah. i don't know i couldn't ask her. <laughs> you go you you look at your fucking shoes yeah, the whole exactly, time when you right. ask her out <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah like that was me i was always like romanticizing things rather than just trying to fuck them you know yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah so i think i'm learning about that about myself i think 
I grew up um a fuck boy. A fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> man. Be fucking these hoes. Fucking get my numbers up. Yeah, no, man. so I um I I I think I think I think what you I, I would prefer what you I I I'm definitely romantic. Yeah. Um like my girlfriend now, it's like I learned that I am definitely like I'm the more emotional one. I'm the one that wants to like do dates and like sure. do you know quote unquote gay stuff. Yeah. You know gay relationship stuff with yeah. the women. Totally. We, that's what we say. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. go like you want to get a you know you want to go to a gay date. Gay you know when we're yeah. all when we're that's when we like Put are on holding nice hands. Clothes and yeah, hold hands. And we kiss yeah, yeah, and like yeah, you know right. pretend like um, pretend like she's a man and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah ninety miles right up the ass. Yeah, um, yeah baby. But um, there was a while and I think it was just influence from other people. You know, yeah, like friends or like uh, 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 um, whatever uh, fucking people. Peers, yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is what I gotta do. I gotta fuck chicks, you know. Right. Um, and as I got older, um, it was like with comedy. It was like, oh, I'm like, uh, oh, I'm in college doing calculus. Yeah, I'm right. Do this. Right. All right. I, I feel better if I just, you know, did theater. You yeah. know, this is kind of what I want to do. It's like, like fucking girls, and it's like, you know, there was a point I was like. I don't want to fuck girls anymore. Girls, right. I don't want to fuck dude now. But yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I, I, I'm just like, think they're just like lacking something here. You know, totally. Got well, really boring, and then they all just started become the girls just be same. You know, because you're playing, you're doing the same thing. You're playing the same game. Yeah, every you're just time. meeting yeah. someone for yeah. the first time, banging them, not Rolling really the dice, ignoring know? them for fun. And it can be exciting when it works, but when it keeps working, what's the reward? You know, it's like yeah. Then you want to start trying to bang people that like in a more creative way or like, right. you know, like where does it end? Um, you, st- but you still get, for me, I guess I still got lonely. Yeah. You think like, right. Oh, I'll fuck people. I'll, I'll, I won't be lonely. Yeah. You, you do. You Cause there's no real connection. Yeah. The time. You don't have anyone to like open up to. Yeah. And, yeah totally. You can't tell, you know, your one night stand about your fucking feelings. Yeah, you know, they're just like, what are you talking? Yeah, 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 this exactly. is right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel kind of like, like blessed with that in a way where, so many comics I knew, especially when we were first getting started, were super distracted just trying to get pussy every night. Pussy! Where for me, I was just writing jokes about my situation, just being with my yeah. wife. And then I would, like, she would come to my shows when I first started and give me notes on shit. Like, it was like That's a great. real, like, yeah. uh, a team effort at the start to, like, kind of get my feet under me, you know? Mm. Uh, and then just to have that person, like, in, in this world of comedy where everything is so unpredictable, you can have a great month and then have nothing the next month or the next year for that matter. Yeah. Um, to have some level of stability in my life it's was, like, very important. Yeah. It, I think it kind of helped me to stay focused and also just not lose my fucking mind over uh, trying to compare myself to other people or uh, try and do too much uh, or, and just kind of have a life outside of that, you know, yeah. and, and to not have everything in my entire life be about stand up to have uh-huh. at least a piece of it that wasn't was, yeah. was nice. Let's be honest, man. Like as uh, most people <clears throat> want the, you know, they want to get laid. They want to get married, have kids, be a normal person, yeah. you know, die, not die alone, you know, um, have money and that that's all everyone wants like anyone that's just like oh you know you fuck we fuck around till I'm 69 you yeah, know it's yeah. like come on let's let's like, that's just ridiculous you know but some people's mindset I think is like that the way that my brain's wired for a relationship their brain might not ever cross wires and, and change that they might be stuck in fuckboy mode for the rest I, of I their think lives they, and that's fine I, I mean I think they a lot of people it becomes normal to them what's well, kind of like a, a rom-com trope almost too is like Ah, he used to be happy with just his single life, but that girl came along, and now he's, he's really... He's all different. He's got to change himself. I can tell she, he really likes you. He's changed. He's What's doing things he you, hasn't Mark? done before. I never see you wear a shirt like that. Yeah. You know? like, what, what, is she dressing you? You think she likes it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, right. Well, I, I I wanted to wear it. I didn't think it was that No, dope. you're changing, man. You're changing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you weren't at the <laughs> game last week. So we were supposed to go to the game together. It's so, uh, it's a bro thing. Yeah, right. You show up. Oh, you're gonna bring her? You can't bring her to our stuff. Like, Come <laughs> on, guys. She's cool. God, she's like one of the guys, man. You like does her. something cool, like make fun of him, and everyone's like, "Oh, yo, yeah, you're she's in. One of the guys. You're yeah. in now. I like this chick." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I mean, I think because that's such a played out trope that it's, it's there's a level of truth to it. Like, no, there is. Yeah. A, everybody goes through that point in their lives, or at least a lot of people do. Yeah, um, those people that don't kind of have that relationship brain early, and it kind of a, a, yeah. a switch triggers in their head. For me though, I I I more often than not, like I'll be bitching about my life. Like I'll be like, fuck, man, you know, I don't have a 
you know, I'm not where I want to be in my career. Um, I, uh, you know, I want to get in this club. I want to get that gig and, yeah. uh, blah, blah. And like, then, and then like, you'll have someone be like, dude, you like, you, you don't you have a girlfriend? Yeah. Like, you serious? You love her? Like, yeah. Like, dude, that's, that's a big, like, that's a big part. You know, you've totally. got that taken care so of. So many people least. don't have that. Yeah. yeah. They have the, 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 the shit comedy and, uh, or whether the, 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 not satisfaction with their career and then they don't have, um, I guess love, I guess we should call it love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. And, um, you know, so many people are like, uh, Oh God, like you're lucky. Good for you. You know? So yeah. Right. It's, um, no, I think, I think, um, I think you're lucky that you, uh, you found I'm someone. definitely lucky that I found not only a person, but like a person who supports this. Like she supported me when I wanted to be a baseball player. She supported me when I wanted to do this fucking stupid dream of being a comedian, you yeah. know, like yeah. somebody who's willing to let you be yourself and not try and change you, but always kind of be there when you're, when you're willing to change, I think is, is super important. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people try and force relationships with people that, uh, don't share interests. Like you see it all the time. You see people that are like, I don't know. They're just they're just not happy, and they're like they've been together so long, so now they're just together kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, I have some friends that are like that, and I'm just like, I don't know. I I feel for those people because I just feel so lucky that I never had the I never had to download a dating app in my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm super yeah. fortunate for that. Yeah. Like I don't get to write any jokes about it, but you know that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> no, those jokes. It's it's kind of crazy how when you do a dating app joke now, people. I think people like their ears just stop working. You yeah, know? I don't think anyone's really. I guess you're a younger crowd, you might, but even then, they're like, they gotta be. They don't want to talk about it. They gotta be new to the dating app, and yeah, it's people still don't want to talk about the dating apps, dude. Yeah, like, if yeah. you go, who's on dating? No one. It's like admitting you have herpes at this point. Right, like, right, like, oh, right. They're like, oh, you're mm. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Right. More often than not. Like I think people write dating app jokes. They think like, oh, you have dating apps. People are like, yeah, oh my god, tell me about it. Right. Most times, like, you have, you have, you have, fuck, no. Yeah, right. I'm not a fucking right. animal. But then that night they're swiping through. Just exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not a good. Yeah. Um. Almost the angle would be. The, I used to take this angle too when I was single. I used to be like, dude, they're fucking great. Yeah. I'd right. be they're fucking awesome. I love this shit. I'm 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 uh, swiping. I'm meeting girls on the toilet. Like, yeah. I was all super positive. And I think it did work because of that. Because I didn't have that, like... It's, yeah, I feel like if you, you have to kind of take the contrary... Because nobody's... Very few people are going to say they like them. Most yeah, yeah, people yeah. are going to say they don't like them, and here's yeah. why. I yeah. would say they're... I would always be like, they're great, they're dope, and like, I fucking love these things. I think it did help a little I bit. I think you could say that now and just then list all the negative things anyway, you know? And just like... Uh, like, if you frame it in like, oh, they're great, you get to fucking be alone every night or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, kind of say those things. Oh, that'd be so anyway. funny. Dating apps yeah. are great because you end up alone anyways. Yeah, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. Just Dating apps are great because you get the anyway. ghost people. Am I right? Yeah. Who likes ghosts? I love ghosts and dumb, yeah. dumb broads. I love getting ghosted. It's one of my favorite things. You ever, ca- you ever, you ever want to feel a rush? How about you catfish someone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big catfisher. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, bro. Thanks for coming on, man. This yeah. is fun. Yeah, um, man. Good talking to you. So, um, Drew, you're fucking, um, you're doing great. You're going to be a fucking star. Um, yeah, where, where can people, uh, get ahead of the curve and curveball and, yeah. and find out, uh, about you? Where can well, you want to stay shit? back on the curveball. First of all, you don't want to get out in front of it. You, right, you want to hold it. You want to zone, hit it the other you way. You want to wait for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm on, I'm on all social medias, Drew Dunn comedy, um, website, Drew Dunn for all tour dates. Yeah. I'm recording a dry bar special next week. So that'll oh, be congrats, out, dude. uh, sometime in the coming months i don't know when congrats uh, and then i have an album in the works as well so uh yeah yeah keep an eye out for that stuff i post videos every week on my socials so yeah yeah you're drew's doing fucking awesome and he's jfl he's at the stand he's dry bar um yeah you you're you're just checking all these boxes trying to man. make it happen man that's yeah. all i gotta do you're doing like, well do you feel like, like you're doing well uh day, there's days i do and then there's days i don't yes um i think that's kind of a, a good balance though because if I'm comfortable, I won't work as hard. Where if I'm uncomfortable and I, I see a goal that I haven't achieved yet, yeah. then I'll, I'll get on the horse or get on the train and fucking get to where I need to go. Yeah, that's the sad thing about stand-up, though. It's like, you know, you're doing you're doing well, but, you know, I feel the same way. Like, a half yeah. day's this, half day's that. And there's always someone else that's just like, come on, man. Oh, it's great. Like, you think about um yeah. these big... Uh, I don't know. Even national headliners, they feel the same way. They feel the, the same well, way. Because there's that's the thing about comedy is the road never ends. You could be the biggest comic on the planet. There's still more things to do and more things to try and more yeah. things to achieve. So, I've just kind of embraced that over the last few years and go, all right, the work is never going to get done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I've been trying to work on not letting myself be guilty 
when I take time or if I like yeah. cuz especially in this city dude you got to force yourself to take a day off every once in a while yeah. or you'll lose your fucking mind. Yeah. Um cuz there's always something to do every night. There's, if you're not at a show you could be go hanging at a show. You could yeah. be doing this, you could be working on a podcast, you could yeah. editing a video, you could like there's always something to do. Yeah. Uh, I've learned to kind of just force myself to take those days off, deal with the guilt and then just shove it down and then you're more excited to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the ne- the day the day after you take off you want to get on stage so fucking bad. Totally, totally. To the point where like if your show gets canceled that night you're fucking foaming out yeah, the mouth dude. Right, you're exactly. like a crackhead you know you're not seen straight um but yeah days that's what it's also a perk of having a wife or a girlfriend yeah you take use your day off for them right. my problem is that like i have my days off and then i plan them early and if she's yeah. not available i get fucking pissed right right, right. Yo, what do you mean i have my day off yeah. my day off it's important <laughs> i gotta clear my head you know get away from comedy she's like i have a life too I'm like, yeah. oh, it's bullshit. Like, right. yeah why are i your life yeah yeah right. i take a baseball and <laughs> give it to you and you can throw it at her yeah. all right um, guys, uh, you know where you can find me, Kamach Bro, at um, Instagram, Twitter, everything. Uh, give the YouTube page a subscribe. I'm trying to get to 1K there so I can start monetizing. And um, Twitter, need help on Twitter. Instagram, I, I'm okay. Uh, Twitter, help me, follow me, retweet my shit. I'm trying to get more followers there. And um, come see me, um, jameskamacho.com slash shows, and we'll see you next time. All right. And there, oh, catch us on AGT. I have seven dicks and he'll have uh, yeah, what's your eight pussies, pussies, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. I feel good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man.